0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I am so excited to have on special guest today, Bert Soren. Uh, this is a guy for me that I really respect. I've followed Bert here for some time. He is the president of Sornex, and Sornex is a solution specialist. What they do is they, they specialize in equipment manufacturing for the strength conditioning field uh, for tactical performance. There's military contracts that they're working with and and different ins and outs there. They're also in the outdoor space as well. And so um, Bert has an incredible vision for Sornex and everything that they do and touch is gold. And so I can't wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. Uh, Bert, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you having me. I really, 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 really appreciate it. This is cool. You're we talking off
1: camera, and it's like, oh, this is going to be a fun conversation. Yes.
0: yes, we've talked everything. We probably should have just recorded that, shouldn't we? That would have been – we would have had a good content there too. Uh, a little bit about um, Bert. He actually is a former Division One athlete as well. Uh, University of South Carolina was a track and field star out there. And you were in the ham- – is it the hammer throw? Is that right? Hammer throw. Yeah.
1: Outdoors was the hammer and indoor. It was what they call the weight, which is the indoor hammer. Uh, Also threw a little bit of javelin and uh, was bad at the shot put and discus. Thankfully, my roommates are really good at it. So
0: there you go. And so competed in the SEC. uh, (laughs) Believe what did you guys win the SEC as well? Like what was the what was kind of your your tenure there?
1: Uh, I won the SEC. Yeah, so uh, I was all SEC a, a couple times, and then my senior year, my last throw, I won the SEC championship with a three-foot PR and
0: set the SEC record. So I there, you go. A, a there nice you go, there you go. That's awesome, but, man. Good yeah, way to good. good way to go out, right? Yeah, and, and uh, the, process point, sure. yes, the process to that. point. Good way to cap it. Yes, the process that point too, right? Of, of, the all the oh, ins and outs that went in that back. was the process
1: was the key. One one throw doesn't make a career. It's a nice cherry on top, but it, the, the whole point was the process of how to get there.
0: Right, and that bond and friendship, I'm sure too, amongst those all those guys, as you're mm-hmm. going through that. So that's that's pretty cool, and I, I think that's important to know because you have spent so much time of your life, right, in this realm of performance, right. And and I want to talk about your dad, and I want to jump right into this because. This guy, and I've heard a couple of podcasts with him on that you guys do and a lot of rich content there, but Bert's dad, uh, Richard, or as most people know him as Pops, uh, he yeah. started Sornex back in 1980, right? Correct. And so uh, was a school teacher and was lifting in his spare time, uh, I believe, and said, man, there's nothing There's nothing out here for me. I need good stuff. I need better lifting stuff. And uh, Yeah, I mean, he's always been uh, a little – ingenuitive
1: and and likes to build things. But uh, when he realized he was kind of bigger, stronger, different dimensions than most people and most stuff out there was kind of crappy. So he goes, well, I I know how to build things or I could sure try. And it became a started as a hobby and then turned into, hey, I'll buy that. That looks pretty cool. And then he said, well, I think I could do this. And his next door neighbor would kind of taught him how to grow a business, which was literally build a piece of equipment, sell the piece of equipment, take half the money, go down to man tool and electric and buy another tool. And then just do that until you have enough tools to actually build stuff. And that was right. the way we thought to build a business.
0: Weird. Right. 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 Hey, turnkey though. Right. Teaching that turnkey process. Like, Hey man, if you want to get out of this and really make it in something, just start going on there. To... I mean,
1: there's no business plan. there's no capital investors. There was no mission statement at the time. It was, look, I can make a little bit of money. Let's do this yep. again. And <laughs> a lot know. of sweat equity, right? Uh, m- probably more than there should have been. You know, when you're, when you're kind of hacking that path, you know, I, I kind of told dad over the years, you know, like in my opinion, he went through the woods and hacked a path with a machete and then later went through with a chainsaw and then later <laughs> made it a dirt road. And then I kind of came in and, you know, and then he paved it and then I came in and expanded it and made it a highway with exits off of it. And I could never do what he did. He didn't do what I did. And, but that's the synergistic relationship of it. I, I tell him, I was like, I could, no matter how hard I try, I can never go back with the machete and cut that path because it's already cut. It's a, it's a highway now. And so, but for him to just navigate through literally a forest of nothingness at that point and and carve out a living, I mean, in my opinion, it's um the older I get, the more I respect it and realize how oh, crazy man. it is.
0: Oh, man. Absolutely. You talk about uh, really it's showing action, right? Action. Well, not mm-hmm. just words, but hey, this is of course. what work ethic truly mm-hmm. looks like, not just what it sounds like. And you witness it, that.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, it looks and sounds uh, very different than people think
0: not as cool on a t-shirt <laughs> right but t-shirts look great and especially for us coaches we don't need much but a good t-shirt <laughs> that goes a long way right <laughs> it so, did, right it does oh shoot but so so maybe talk a little bit about where that dynamic uh started to um intersect with one another from your dad running sore neck, starting this into something and then you starting to get involved in that evolution like take us through that man yeah,
1: so we started in 1980. And I mean, I was only four. So I wasn't super involved in the business at four. Um, but uh, I was around it, of course. And then as grow as I was growing up, I think my first job was at Sornex, I was 15. So all my friends had these cool jobs at the pool and the mall and stuff like that. And I was in a prefab <laughs> department, which was a good I think I made a post about that. And uh, just hard, you know, just like hard work, right? It's just hard work. That's not like a weekend laying sod. You're like, Oh, this is going to be every day. I'm going to go there from seven in the morning till four in the afternoon. And um, this is what this looks like. I'm going to come on ridiculously dirty and I'm going to blow my nose and metal shavings are going to come out oh of it and gosh. all this like, you're like, oh, so this is this. So you get like a different respect for the men and, and women that do this job day in, day out for years, because it's just hard. It's dirty and it's, it's, I'll say nasty. It's just, it's hard. There's no way to do it and not get dirty and be tired, Right. right. Um, so you start learning those things, and then I was at 15, and then uh, did some maintenance work, and some training, and some deliveries and installs and things like that for Sornex throughout my college career. And then uh, after that, I was I was doing tra- personal training for athletics as I was competing and training. And then I got out of college <clears throat> in 1999, and at that point, uh, came came to work full time for Sornex just to really help Dad out. People are like what was your first job? I'm like, I don't know. I think I like called myself special operations because I, there was no job description. It was special operations was, we need you crap, to do this. All the crap <laughs> dad didn't want, didn't want to do. You know, it was just yeah. like, okay, got it. I'll, I'll go and run by the bank and the sure mail thing, yeah. and uh, sure take thing. out the trash and do other stuff. And then, so, but pretty quickly I realized that there were th- certain things that we should be doing, maybe not from a business because I had really very little business acumen, but from a customer experience standpoint going, here's what I would like to see, or here's a streamlined approach that maybe I could bring to the table. And so I made this big list as so I said, these are the things I think Sornex uh, would get to the next level if we did. So we did pretty much all of them. And, um, and, it, and it worked, it helped. And then so that confidence was built in in myself and then the confidence was built with my dad of like, okay, Bert is kind of getting this. And then, um, you know, go another 10 years. And that's what I think people have to understand is like, don't expect to be paid well or do or be successful or be deemed very successful until you're 10 years in. It's just. It just might might happen, but don't expect it. And that's the thing. People just need to understand this sometimes just suck it up and do the hard work for like 10 years, because not only are you paying your dues, but you're learning things that you, you have to slow cook. Those, those things you can't sprint through. it. So did that. Then that would brings us to uh, 2009, Um, 2005, he got prostate cancer. So I ended up kind of, you know, I'm five years in and I'm kind of all of a sudden running the company, you know, at at 27, 28 years old, like, how am I doing this? And these other companies out there, you know, trying to bash us and everything and like bash us, meaning like beat us and everything. And so like, it felt like me against the world. So I'm taking care of my dad and doing this. And that was like the first major conflict, not conflict, but stressor that was the proving ground for me, you know? Um, And but after getting through that stage, which was a few years, and again looking back, as I couldn't even really tell you many details because they they kind of just kind of pack them away in a little box. You go, okay, I never want to deal with that again. (laughs) You know, Um, and then so you know got started realizing I needed more and more help, and so started bringing more people in because for many years it was just my dad and I, and um, started building a team, and you know built a team for the next. 10, 12, 13 years. And, um, yeah. And then say eight or nine years ago, it really started to catch on more so. And as I got more effective, as, as dad's vision got more clear, as we built a tribe and that's what it boils down to. We yeah. built a tribe of people that, you know, only two men can only carry so much, you know, and then you get a group of people, the official tribe, i.e. employees, but then as we call the Bosco brotherhood, the that's people. Right that are surrounding supportive roles that hopefully we can show value and add to their lives. And then, and in turn, they do the same in ours and then you build an official and unofficial family type thing. But again, that takes time. That's not a marketing, that's not like a marketing blast or something like, Hey, this year, we're going to build culture. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, well, no, it's, it's, it's all part of it. It's in the thread. So that's kind of the, the short and long of where we are and you know, I'd say probably five or six years ago, I moved into the presidential position here. And that was just, that was intentional between dad and I. He's like, Hey, you know, um, what was it? Uh, John the Baptist said like, you know, yeah, he, he needs to be, be greater. I, I will be become less, you know? And, and he was just realized he's like, I'm 65 years old. Like I, I, I can't hold the reins the whole time. And if something happens one day, you just have to figure out how to do it. Like we got to go ahead and make the transition and, um, and, and let me do it early enough where he's still there to mentor me. And then, then I could kind of grow into that
0: position. There's beauty in that too, Bert, right? Like there's a cool, um, opportunity that probably a lot of guys out there don't get. Like not only have you seen your father from the beginning of this thing, build it, put in the sweat, equity, the grind, everything, the sacrifices that you haven't even talked about. Right. Yeah. And we know are, are vast. And then, you doing what you're doing, starting to realize like, okay, where this is going running a business to keep your father's lineage while also helping him get through something significant in his life. That was hard. Gosh, hard I can't hard. imagine, man. That's yeah,
1: that, that was that, there were some things there that would just,
0: I'd never want to have to go through those. Yeah, buddy. I, yeah. I totally hear you on that. And you know, I think that that's something that uh, us men are going to go through. There's going to be times where we're putting the fire in a way. It's like, man, that's it. I'm cashed. I'm done. Or you can, again, as we talked about, say, Hey, what can I learn from this? How can I push through it? I also think it shows how resilient people can be with the right mindset and attitude. And I'm sure your dad, like you didn't see your dad ever in that moment, right? Prior to that as weak, right? He's a guy that, you know, he looked the part, he acted that way. And then to be in that moment and to step up as a man and say, I got you, dad. And I on multiple fronts. You know? Yeah. I mean, we went through periods of time where, you know, I remember at one point
1: I had pretty much he had dumped in his entire life savings and to keep the business afloat, which wasn't a lot at that time, but it was a lot for him. Yeah. Um, and then he took like a 80% salary cut, which still at that time wasn't a lot, you know, and it was very, very subsistence, yeah. you know? And then, so I'm faced with a, I hope my dad lives through cancer treatments. B, um, I'm having to, to, you know, we had to move our business. So I was resetting that up. And then C, try to learn the business it, it had, from a different positional aspect. And then figure out how to eventually pay my dad back his life savings. You know, and I remember him telling me, he's like, hey, I trust you. I'd like to get paid back someday because otherwise I got no choice. You're stuck and with you me like, forever then. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and at that point, I wasn't taking a salary either. And I didn't have yeah. a lot to live on, but it was like, you know, very little, but you just go, okay, um, you know, we just, you change the way you see things. And, and again, it wasn't, some of the stuff was from outside, you know, uh, stressors, but some of it is just, you just only know what you know, you know, and we made business mistakes. We, we are, we're guys who love to lift and solve problems, not run businesses. Mm-hmm. And so at the time there were just things or people took advantage or a multitude of things that we just weren't prepared for. So regardless, you know, you look and you go, okay, there, we have no money. uh, We're making no money. But I look back now and I go, were we just crazy? Because at (laughs) no point did we even think that a, we were going to quit, but somehow we didn't even believe that we were going to lose. Like, that's just a weird delusion. And I look back and like, Oh my gosh, like we should have been scared out of our daylights. Yeah, and we man. were, but it was like, okay, we're not going anywhere. So if you're not going anywhere, you're not going to quit. Well, then the other option's death. Well, then if that happens, that's going to happen. So let's go. Right. You know, right. and so when he looked at me, he's like, hey, I hope you could pay me back one day. Meaning, I hope you can make the business successful enough. I know it doesn't look like it right now, but I hope you could go out and sell and run the business enough where I eventually get paid back my life savings. So then I could be helpful again, and Man, that's a hard one. Oh I mean that, that really um, that was one of the harder conversations I've ever had to hear <laughs> and be. And then you have action steps after that, or Absolutely. you have to come up with the action steps. So it's not like, well, that sucks. It's like, okay, good. The gauntlet's been thrown down. Now what are you going to do? I'm responsible. I'm, I'm responsible. And and if and if I folded it, you know, I'm responsible to vendors. I'm responsible to creditors. I'm responsible. Thankfully, the time I didn't have a family and I could have just, you know, after I got out of mountains of debt, I would go do whatever I would have done. Um, But thankfully, I didn't have to. So but there was a very slow climb out of that hole. It wasn't like, oh, we click this one button and everything cleared up. So
0: would you say that was one of the largest probably durations of time for you learning wise, where like the massive amount of uh, responsibility, what that taught you over that period of time. I know mean, we're always learning, but I yeah. gotta imagine that age with that type of dynamic, you had to have right. learned a ton. Yeah,
1: I would like to say so. I yes. I'd hate to say that I don't really remember because of it's like, here, I, man. It's in the heart. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's in the heart mind. It, 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 Yeah, it's burned in there. I just don't remember. I mean, I probably couldn't tell you. <laughs> I could tell you like two things that happened in two years. Yeah. Uh, and then my also my grandmother had passed the the year before, so I was the executor of her will and doing all this. So then I'm having to like learn a whole nother thing that I have no idea about.
0: And oh man, just, holy cow! Uh, it was just <laughs> like,
1: uh, and that was on the heels of me missing the Olympic team in 2004. So I was just like, all right, here we go.
0: Um, wow! So I got to play for a while. Oh man, <laughs> I get to pay the bill. <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of things about you, but I had no idea. I love I love that though. You know, that is the epitome of trusting the process, right? And saying, again, your certainty level is we're going to have A, B, or C. If it's A, it's this. If it's B, it's this. If it's C, it's this. And that vision is very important, right? And that mindset yes. that you get from that, it, those things go hand in hand. It, it's no, it's no surprise that Sornex is what it is today now, right? And what you guys are doing. I mean, the brand itself. Um, within multiple industries, not just one, which I think is awesome. You, you you have the niche that you've always had. And then you went and said, Oh, we can do this and this and this, because why not? Like, let's do it. Well, I appreciate that.
1: First of all, um, I guess to two things. Um, you remember the movie gladiator,
0: right? Oh, Come on now, course, man. Right. Yeah. Ooh.
1: So well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably paraphrase it, but remember when they're, they're in the, they're in the stadium and they're like kind of talking about like what's going to come out of that door and I always kind of think of always like door number two and that's like a little you know homage to game shows back in the day but also whatever comes out of that door which means whatever hits our business whatever hits our day whatever that is we're going to deal with it and so like you you pull together your team you're like hey man I don't know whatever comes out of door number two we're going to deal with whether it's a tiger or an elephant on fire or (laughs) yeah whatever it is we're just and then but when you come to the realization that whatever comes out of door number two you're probably going to at least survive and most likely beat and you just go open the door let's see what it is let's see what we get to do you know and that's a that that becomes a, a good feeling to realize that you're capable and your team is capable in order to do those things and if everyone believes they're capable to do it you generally can um and I can't remember what your second part of that was. Oh, uh, just, I mean, so, what you're yeah, so yeah. as we kind of change into this different, some different things and, you know, part of that, I mean, most of it has just been, it's been organic, you know, from when I personally, I've been in the outdoors, you know, world for a long time. It's just been my, on my personal side, right. My dad as well. And a lot of people I hang out with. Um, but when my training went from trying to be powerful, athletic, fast, blah, blah, blah for power and strength sports, when it changed because I'm 44 and I threw for 18 or 20 straight years and my body's cracked up and everything. And I go, <laughs> all right, if whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to try to be good at it. And I'm not going to be one of the best Highland Games athletes in the world right now. I'm just not. No matter what price tag I try to pay, that's not happening. Um, and I realized for myself, I have to train with a purpose. I mean, I love training, but I also love a goal, um, that keeps right. me focused. So I said, okay, well, I enjoy hunting. I'd like to get into more, um, mountain style hunting, Western style hunting. I need to change my body composition. I need to t- change my, um, my physical preparedness from throwing something with white, fast, uh, type two muscle fibers to, I need to be able to do these things better. Um, right. Also, I was, I've been an archery guy and bow hunter for years and years and years, but I also refell in love with it because it was like throwing. There was a, there was a closed skill, repetitive nature to it that I could never fully perfect. It was kind of like a martial art. And I, there's something about, I love seeing things fly. Like, and so it's kind of a hammer days. I love seeing things go far and I love seeing them fly. And so it's like, well, wow. I could shoot bows really far and hit huh. stuff. This is connecting super fun. dots,
0: man. Connecting dots. Yeah. there you And go. that's all it was. It was like, love okay,
1: it. here's my new, this is my new hammer throw. Yeah. And I get to go do it because I love the hunting. I love the preparation. It's all solutions oriented. Um, there's a science to it and there's an art to it. And then there's now something I could train for as well. So, wow, right. I've just supplanted what I used to do in a different, more sustainable way. Then also I started realizing I have kids. This is a wonderful way to, you know, incorporate them and to not video games and not all those type of things but then also um, a lot of my friends you know it was a great great way for us to, to be together and then the last thing was i saw an opening in the marketplace in the outdoors world that i realized that people were starting to train for these style hunts but no one i shouldn't say no one very few people were doing it well and then i go hold on a second I have some of the best coaches, athletes, and trainers in my cell phone in the world in the last, in our generation. And none of these people are working with all of these people. And these people think they know what they're doing because they've not had anyone that's from that world teaching them real strength, conditioning, and physical preparedness. Conversely, there's a whole bunch of people in the sporting coaching world that, because they either grew up in an urban or suburban area, maybe didn't have a lot of uh, interest or a lot of exposure to the wilderness and as they get older i see that as being a very medicinal thing so i said hold on these people who are good at strength conditioning i could introduce and sornex outdoors could introduce them to the outdoors and enrich their lives so then it becomes a mutual value back and forth where two groups of people who are what i consider deep water people um, could then get together and if we could be a broker of that or an agent to put those two together there's that. And then Soranex Outdoors was kind of just born because it was
0: basically my two loves put together. That's why you guys are considered the solution <laughs> specialists right there. Here's yeah. an issue, we have a solution and we're going to be the best at providing that solution. I love that at least. But you know what though? <laughs> talk you talk about to me that is having intentionality around vision and seeing things and then looking and saying, "Man, that is, I can add value there, right? Like I can add value in this area and I love to do it. Right. And that, that's the thing is so many people, they all want to be relevant, right? Everyone wants to be relevant.
1: Right. Well, how do you have relevancy is generally having value, having and, and value to someone who's different than you is the key, right? Yeah, and so that's where I, right. I ask more strength conditioning specialists because that's like the world we come from. Like, hey, don't always look at it for maybe football or soccer or baseball. Where, like, there's other markets of people that want to be fit, that want to learn human performance. You and it's nothing against those traditional sports, but a lot of times there's a lot of competition in that amount that sport where there's just not enough room for as many people that do strength professionals. <clears throat> like in the world right now, you have that uh, the the, um, the military is picking up strength coaches left and right for some of their yes. big. Programs And that being said that if they'll just um, almost suck the industry dry of strength coaches, when it's all said and done of the current ones that are out there that don't have jobs that are up to the task. Really? So yeah. I see it. I go, <laughs> if you were, if you were, if, if I was a strength coach right now, I would be trying to understand that portion of the industry. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to train, you know, athletes or people, and when I was meeting with a guy today, he said, you know, when you're in a win at all cost profession, you got to listen to everybody, at to some extent. And 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 he was coming from the special wow. operations community. He's like, wow. we were we were at a win at all cost profession. It's you can't you don't have lose. a choice. You, you don't have a have choice. A choice. Yeah. Losing is death. Mm. And 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 so that that's where I look at it and go, okay, look at the problem differently. I can't get a job. I can't get a job in football. Okay. What about these 385 different strength coaches, strength professionals they are going to hire over the next five years. You know, that that's the thing. Or now that more and more people are starting to get into Western style hunting and things like that, they're going to get more and more in shape. Well, that opens up opportunity for people to go, Hey, I understand how to train people metabolically and, and, and strength curves and this and that and the other. Well, gosh, those are things that I could be valuable to the community. in. And then, Hey, I've kind of wanted to learn about X, Y, or Z. And so that's where like going, going to what dad's always said. He goes, look at something, not for what it is, but what it can be, what it can be. And, and that's kind of how X has always looked at the industry. And then we realized one day that, Hey, if we look at the industry a certain way and we show value to the industry, we could actually change the industry. We could change it into what we want it to be and what we feel would be a better fit for the strength conditioning professionals out there over what it already was. Not that it was bad. We all grew up in that, but there's always change that needs to be made and, and there's white space that can be made. And, you know, uh, I, and there's some other companies that certainly have done it as well, but I think we've done it pretty well in the last. Absolutely. You know,
0: one of the things with sore that I, um, that I associate with and I was writing this down on my notes was, um, one that your father was a teacher, right. And that, When I look at Sornex and I think about how you guys talk about being solutions specialists, I think about creativity. And I think about Mm -hmm. how, when you just said right there, there's plenty of white space, blank canvas for us to do things on. Mm -hmm. And there is like any, I've heard stories about how um, a coach or someone in the industry, or maybe it's the military or tactical Mm -hmm. or whatever it is says, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And man, wouldn't it be cool if you, if we did this or had this on this training style thing. And next thing you know, you guys, launch something new like hey boom there it is trademark yeah. soren x and give it a shot and i'm sure there's been as many successes as there has been duds but you guys don't you guys don't let the creativity flame go out you keep no. that thing bright and burning and fed and i think yeah. there's something to be said about that too well thank you
1: yeah uh, ha- and i think the key to that is you have to love it right it's like uh, like say being a great football yep. coach you know uh, i would i would say that you know you're your great football coaches of all time. It's probably to the day that they retired. They were still coming up with plays and still coming up with ways to do it. And that's mm-hmm. the key is like, if you're, if you love it, you're all about it. You think about things that you care about. And if you, if you're kind of good at your job and you think about it all the time, you're going to come up with some stuff, yeah. you know, and, and, but that's the difference. If you just kind of mailing it in and you're doing it just for the money or just for security or whatever it may be, um, in my opinion, you're doing it for a good reason, but not the, the best or the right reason. And you, you don't expect to move the industry forward with someone who's just mailing it in or doing it
0: for a certain amount of money. It just doesn't happen. That's no, not, sustainable. not gonna work that way, is it? Yeah, sustainability isn't there with that. I mean, no. You know what? That's a good point, though. So can you talk a little bit about, so you've mentioned team and tribe and the Bosco Brotherhood Um, what's it like leading a team like that? How, so for the listener, right? That maybe is either a part of a team that you're describing or is looking for a team that could be, even I look at it as community, right? Like just men in their community. And I know that you're very well connected. We're going to touch on that briefly as well of people that you've come across and that your circles and who you're still meeting, but, um, talk about this concept of team tribe Bosco brother for you guys specifically. And then for the listeners, what, what does that actually like how do you attain that or how can you go about that and find that that belonging right. per se right
1: uh i think it's a, a connectivity to people uh there's a, a similarities but also celebrated differences you know i mean almost everyone that works here they celebrate and they appreciate and they live the strenuous lifestyle they understand even if they don't you know, it's not like oh they're all powerlifters, they're all throwers or whatever yeah okay. like, eh, you know, some of them whatever but the main thing is there's are you someone that enjoys struggle enjoys strain enjoys doing hard stuff realizing that it is your ticket to get better if if you're a person who likes taking the easy road because it's more comfortable and your your idea of a great life is to go home and crush three or four beers and watch tv right i'm okay with that for you i'm yes. not okay with that for my tribe yes because that i hold and we all hold each other to a higher standard than that. And that that's just what it's about. It's love it. Are you, a, are you willing to and interested in squeezing every ounce of, of life and possibility out of this short time we're on earth and realizing that's going to be a strenuous and hard time and it's going to take, it's going to be, that's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive money-wise, time-wise, pain-wise, sacrifice-wise. Are you good with that? If you're good with that, then we have now a basis and a thread of, of commonality that we could work off of. I don't care if you're a football person or a golf person or black, white, green, male, female, that doesn't matter. Right. In, in the, the term brotherhood, someone, one of our clients actually came up with it they're like, Oh, the Bosco brotherhood walking in and we're like, Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Um, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> he will send you a but, t-shirt when we make yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. But that's kind of the idea behind it. And so, but I think what we have done, you know, really well, won't say better than other companies, but really well is we are always mining, trying to find people in different industries or different areas that have the same root there of the strenuous life, and then pulling them together, introducing them to one another because weaving the fabric of their society together, making it stronger versus a bunch of Highland Games athletes. So okay, well that doesn't make sense. Well now we have this female that was a First strength conditioning coach in this area that does yoga. Okay, well we have this person that's uh, runs a marathon every day and shoots archery. It's like okay, cool. I know I can learn something from those two people, but none of us knew each other before. But wait a second, all of us live a strenuous lifestyle, and we and so that's kind of where you build your tribe. Just find out what basis are you building that tribe off of, what value system, and then, excuse me, the um, the challenge then is to find as many people that are different than you that also fit those criteria because those people coming in that are different are the ones that strengthen the bond. And then you, you get to learn from, I don't, I don't want another Bert Soren sitting in here. I, I I'm with me
0: enough. I'm tired of me. Like
1: I want <laughs> right. I want okay. someone
0: else. Right. Yeah. No, that's, so. that's awesome. You know what? I've, I heard a quote that uh, that screams what you're talking about right now, Bert. And it's, if everyone in the room is thinking the same way, then no one's thinking at all. Right. You're exactly right? right. And that's not what we want. I mm-hmm. want someone to challenge this. I want someone yes. to throw out the craziest thing and like, let's work it back. Cause maybe it's not that, but maybe we come up with something based off of that. And and that goes to more than just business, right? Like that's your group of guys too. That's your, yes. your inner corner of, of guys too that are going to say, hey man, like I know what you're about Bert and like, what's up? Cause this isn't mm-hmm. it. Right. And, and, you know, you talk about from a faith perspective too, like there's a level of accountability that you want in your group say like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what we're called to do. It's not who we are. And I know your heart, man. And I know where you're at and, but this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, there's a pastor, uh, up in Cincinnati, Brian Tome. He's, um, at Crossroads church. It's a very large church, uh, with um, uh, multiple campuses and, um, My buddy, Kurt, who also does the podcast with me and some other things, he uh, uses a term that he got from Brian, uh, having a hunting license in your life. So Bert, what that means Mm. is you're giving me a hunting license in your life over things that you're struggling with. So if that's maybe that's um, you are lying or you're not you you are a a very big procrastinator or something like that, that you've given me a hunting license to say like, dude, you're getting into that again, man, you're doing like, that's Uh, not, come on, man, stop. And that hunting license is different, right? Just like you and I, we can both share that because we both love um, what hunting looks like in our lives and what it provides Mm -hmm. us and a fulfillment and being in God's creation and and hunting uh, specifically and harvesting. But for, for men, that don't have that level of accountability. This idea of having a hunting license in each other's lives has allowed for us to be really real, to set the standard ahead of time, right? So now accountability has been put in the front, not after it happens, but before Mm -hmm. it happens, we have addressed this and said, "Yes, man, that's not going to fly. Not in this group.
1: No, you're exactly right. I mean, and that's, I love that then, especially because it puts a specific thing on blast, right? Yes. That specific license. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, part of why I'm on social media um, is to share my life, but also share my ideals and my, yes. my, my mindset or what, what things I hold sacred, but it's also to for self accountability because then I, like I go, yeah. okay, I've told the world that I'm about these things and I hope that my, my friends or even people that aren't my friends will go, Hey man. I kind of thought you were about that. Like I was kind of digging what I thought you were about, but you mm-hmm. ain't about that for in real life. Mm-hmm. And and so that's my own realizing that I'm still a human, I'm still a sinner, I'm still not a great dude. Like, you know, I'm I try, but you know, it's not like hey, I'm trying to fake it for social media by any no. stance. I'm going, I'm gonna do put what I do on there and then yeah. hope to live up to the highlight reel. Yeah. Because And sometimes I don't put up anything that's any good at all. It's like, hey man, this is what's happening. But that's a part of it's like, hey, okay, if I'm doing that, at least I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding in the shadows. I'm not, you know, saying this, doing this. It's like, you know, people come and hang out. They're like, wow, you pretty much do exactly what it looks like you do on social media. I'm like, pretty much. This is real. This (laughs) is real life, guys. I'm not. uh, Yeah, I'm not smart enough to come up with something else. But it's like, I uh, went over and hung out with Cameron Haynes, that guy is exactly what he looks like. He is on social media. Right. Lives and breathes it, any, which it I, I really appreciate. And so part of that is just an accountability, right. um, you know, and then there's times when, you know, we're, we all are faced with hard decisions, moral decisions, things like that. And a lot of it, it comes down to a, I wouldn't, I don't want to, I, I, you know, when you, when you think about being selfish, you go, I don't want to hurt my family in my name. I don't I mean my name is all that that matters long term and my family name
0: honor right and that, that honor. honor
1: I don't want to I don't want to uh you know flush that down the toilet I don't want to hurt you know my friend my best friend my wife I don't want to hurt my my family and uh, I don't want to hurt my own reputation I don't want to hurt the business and hundreds of people who work for me because of a stupid decision that I make and then so it takes off those self-centered aspects of I'm going to do what feels good. And you go, hold on a minute. Like is in a sober moment, is this what I would appreciate or respect? No. Okay. Then if I do this, all I'm saying is BS. Yeah. Cause I'm not living what I have already dictated and put out there and do believe is the right way to do things. I'm not perfect, but it helps me to be,
0: kind of give the world a hunting license for me no that's awesome man and and again this this whole idea of that it it leads you to say i i am constantly being looked at right in in your realm and not only again you said it and this is perfect for listeners right because it's like i have my family uh, Mm -hmm. whether it's wife or husband or whatever and and kiddos and i have my my colleagues i have uh, people that work for me in this case you are feeding quite a few different families as a business owner it, with all of all of these guys that are also working and gals working for you in that way, you know, you, you know, and then you talk about the honor of your family and everything that goes along with that and how big that is. Um, and it, yeah. it really is a, it's a responsibility that you must take along with everything else. Right, brother, I'm feeding them and they're feeding me. I mean, my, my team,
1: they're feeding themselves. It Goes both ways. You're right. Oh man. I mean, they're, they're just a bunch of killers. They're awesome. And they do, an amazing job my job is to open up blocks where they could run through and score like, they have fun just, doing it too man they, I
0: yeah think, and, i think that's one thing you guys have culture who,
1: yeah and that's who we've chosen are the people that have fun enjoy the fight yes and and they're good at it and then we support each other and it's not always roses of course no Heck job no. is um but the idea is for us to keep going towards that ideal of what we all absolutely
0: want. Absolutely. And think about it. So, you know, a couple things that Sornex does really well for all you guys listening in. So Sornex runs two events a year. The The second one is a newer one around uh, an expansion of the brand, but the first one's Summer Strong. And I think this would have been year 13 or 14. Is that correct? This would have been year 13. Year 13, which, got, which got paused, right? Which got paused. Right. That's all good. Uh, yeah. it got paused due to our current environment and just us having to make some decisions. And then there's Winter Strong, and I will tell you that Winter Strong is happening for me at some point. I don't know when, but Winter Strong is happening for me. I'm getting my OD Sornex green uh, hat. I see that you I'm, got you I'm got breaking some, it in. Yeah, it's yeah. broken in. It's looking good. I'm breaking it in, baby. I, I, you know, I was hanging deer stands in this thing and and everything else. But Winter Strong is around the outdoor and tactical space of yes. what Sornex does, and so they are capturing two different groups of people and saying, "Hey, here we are." We are bringing community together. We are doing this thing on a large scale. We want to honor you. We want your input. We want you to enjoy this the way that we do when we're embracing the suck, when we're going through the trials, when we're having our successes. That's yes. what the brand is. And I think that's why you probably say be legendary. Am I right, Bert? Is yes. that my in line yeah. with that?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then be legendary. It's it's you know a call to those out there. It's not about us. It's about It's a call to those out there do something lasting, do something relevant, do something that that has value more to more than just yourself. And if you, you because you could go after all the self-serving things as much you want, you're not gonna ever be legendary. It's only until you help other people and, and make an impact positively on their life. That's so crazy. go do those things. And and if you do it long enough, guess what? Probably one day you'll be legendary.
0: I love it. I love it. And then all, and then the thing going on right now, and I'm yeah. currently taking part in that. It's the world's oh. largest knee bending party. We call that Squat Tober. Squat Yeah. So how are you feeling with Squat Tober, right? Buddy, now? I'm feeling great. So today was the deja boo or deja vu, however, yeah. you know, because we're obviously in the month of October and we are we're bending daily. We're working uh, working these legs out. And then, you know, you pair into that a great upper body workout and just uh it's been a great change of pace. Those guys out there that know about programming or those people that are listening that follow a strength and conditioning program, maybe it's something you've bought, or you've developed or seen, et cetera. squat Tober's is free. It's mm-hmm. free, it's free knee bending for everybody, right? All are welcome in.
1: What is Dan John says, is simple, but not easy.
0: Simple, but not easy. And so, yeah, the daily, the daily uh, lift always uh, includes some type of squat. And then, you know, today was uh, a bench day as well. And um, you even get some RDLs in and some other fun things, and you finish with a great pump. Uh, per usual, so the legs, the arms, the chest, everything—it's awesome. And squat tobers become this really cool following. And uh, this year, I wanted to make sure that we talk about this, Bert. This year, the most popular shirt on the market right now for anyone in this field is the squat tober limited edition shirt. And every dollar from this shirt sale, the shirt sales, is going to be going towards a brand new weight room for a school that doesn't have one or is in need of one. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. We're taking the profits from the the T-shirts this year and we're saying, okay, um, we're all squatting kind of the the United We Squat is is how kind of the idea behind it, because there is such lack of unity, unfortunately, in the world right now. Um, So let's let's unify through something that we could all get down with, like which is strenuous life and squatting. Yeah. So we're going to do that and then the money that's raised from it, uh, it's going to go into basically a pool and, uh, we're going to, going to donate that in equipment to a, uh, to a, a high school. We're trying wow. to you know figure out who it is, but they could, people can nominate, but we want to make sure it's a place that wouldn't be able to get some great stuff. And because we, we understand how important it is for those young lives to be changed positively. Um, for, for lifting and, just, conditions and living healing. that strenuous
0: life, right? That's right. It's a healing too, right? Bert? Like we talk yes. about that. There's yeah. something about changing your lifestyle up from a health perspective alone that uh, there's healing, especially during this time. Like it's, oh, uh, it's, it's huge it's nice for you to change, to do something. Yep. Right?
1: Yeah. Mentally, <laughs> physically, spiritually, emotionally, everything. Amen. And, um, and, and, you know, if you do something for 30 days, usually it kind of creates a habit. So if you get people working hard and straining, Even if they, most of them will squat more than they have before, but even if they (laughs) don't, they do something hard for 30 days, their work capacity goes up, their capacity for pain and and discomfort, everything goes up. And if if they can walk with being 10% harder to kill,
0: great. Hey, strong things don't break, right, brother? Not as easily. <laughs> they sure don't. Hey, I got a couple a couple of things as we're wrapping up for you here, man. So, um, did a little bit of digging, did a little bit of just kind of background on you, and I heard something in a podcast with you and Brandon. Uh, so, Sornex has a podcast called Be Legendary, and they're bringing on uh, a wealth of a wealth of knowledge from different people. It's not just strength and conditioning, but it does have its roots in that. Uh, Pops has been on a couple. Uh, there there's, is. there's a, there's a couple different episodes with him. And then there are just people that are really doing things legendary out there. Um, there's a, uh, one episode with a knife maker, a, a world-class knife maker. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but I saw it. Josh Smith. Jeff. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, amongst other things, but I heard something on a podcast with you early on back in. Maybe 2018, and okay. uh, you were talking about your routine and some of the habits that you have or had mm-hmm. at that time. That could be different now, because again, yeah, I like to hear what goes. <laughs> so you had talked about you had talked about what you decided to do with your morning routine. So you would wake up early, and uh, as it, as it would be said, you cracked open your Bible and you got into Proverbs. You felt Proverbs was yes. something that was uh, close and near to your heart and and brought you lots of wisdom. And then yes. after that, it was outside in the hot tub. And it was true meditation, like to the, almost the point of being so relaxed that you fall back asleep, Correct. but your senses are uh, awake and you hear yes. and you envision, man, what does, what does rest or routine in that moment are refreshing a reset, et cetera, for you? Like, what does that look like? Is it still the same? Is it different? Tell me about Proverbs no, too, because I love change. hearing that.
1: Uh, Proverbs, in my opinion, is a businessman slash Leader, that that's the book, right? There's so much yes. wisdom in that book. That's been, always been one of my favorites, because um, I'm a solutions guy, right? right. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh,
0: wisdom is key. yeah, it's
1: yeah, and so that that's good. Uh, I haven't got to do the hot tub as much. I went from that into uh, every morning I get up and I go for a walk with my wife, and so that's been nice. one of our big things. Is you know, as crazy and everything, it's like us getting up and moving and moving together and we get the fresh air and the sun's not up at that point yet, but, um, that just sets the day, the days, you know, a little too tired or a little sick feeling or jacked up or whatever. We don't do it. It just never starts the day off. Right. Yeah. So part of that is we, we hold hands we walk around the neighborhood. And, and so there's oxytocin, there's connectivity. And because sometimes we might not see each other for another 15 hours. Right. Um, So that's been a big, big deal for us. And if I have a chance, I might get in the hot tub (laughs) while I was doing um, like a Wim Hof breathing exercise and then going straight into an ice bath. I was doing that during the oh, winter, right before man. COVID. Yeah, and that was awesome. Like but, up to the neck, right? Like you're fully yeah, up in to the it. neck. Oh, fully. Yeah. I have a chest freezer that I that I uh, wow. sealed inside, and I have it filled up with salt water. So there's, I have to chip through the ice. Oh my. And God. then so last year it was, oh I gosh. had a video of it. So oh, it was boy. 27 degrees outside, and i I got to a point where I wouldn't. I would only wear like silkies and cause my neighborhood's pretty small and it's really dark. And so I would just walk, whatever, like, I was, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, it's so that, that crazy walking, guy there with the big bear. We walk maybe like, you know, six or 800, 600 yards, maybe 800 yards. So just flip flops and silkies in 27 degree weather. Oh my god! And then, so it's cold as crap. You wake up, you're all warm and you walk outside I dump a big uh, glass of water, hydrate immediately and walk. And so as I'm walking, I'm having to do breathing exercises to keep myself warm. So that's getting a ton of oxygen in. And then you walk in the back, you do the breathing exercises and you're sitting there looking at a, a like chipping through ice. You're like, it's 27 degrees outside. I'm already miserable and I'm about to get into ice bath Different and the, the mental, whatever that is, is the mental screw factor is so high because it's the worst thing that you could possibly think of doing. It's like that or get hit with the, in the nuts, but like a, boat paddling. Oh, yeah. No.
0: Either one would be fine. There's no and, winning here, Bert. There's, there's <laughs> zero winning,
1: zero winning. So you get in and then go through the breathing exercise again while you're in there. And I would try to reach mental stoicism and I would just look okay. at the wall and I would try to calm myself down to the point where I could breathe, breathe, breathe. And just almost go flatline wow. in my mind. Wow. And that was just an exercise of how can I induce a lot of discomfort and stress shut it all out and get back to center to the point where I'm holding my breath without breathing in for over a minute and just almost hypnotized myself into going. And and I would stay in the water until in my mind, I would go, you're fine. You're okay. Everything is cool. You're not going anywhere. And I would just get where everything would calm down. And then at that point, my reward is okay. Now you, you deserve to get out. And then You've earned I, You've I've earned, earned it. You've earned it. Yeah, because if I'm still freaking <laughs> yeah. out, that yeah. I'm not in yeah. control of my emotions. So then I would get out, I would get straight into the hot tub. And man, you talk about a wild feeling. It feels like a boa Whoa. constrictor starts at your feet and goes up your entire body as your Whoa. muscles just contort as they, it is just wild. wild. And, it was, and, and that was worth the whole trip. Like you yeah. do it and you're like, this is amazing. And then I would go in to kind of that meditative state, Right. hop out. Read my Bible, then get in the shower, cool off, you know, whatever, then get out. And I felt so good when I was doing that. Really? It was incredible. Now, it was a lot of steps. That is. Had and
0: discipline. It and discipline and discipline, discipline, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, but when I was doing that, I was at my recent best, should
0: I say? Sure. So, um, Well, I thought that was cool though, man. Yeah. I heard that. I'm, I always love like when you get a chance to look back at something and, and again, I fell upon this podcast. It was one of the be legendary Mm -hmm. episodes and I just fell upon it. I was like, man, I just want to hear this, get in his mind a little bit and, you know, listen (laughs) to Brandon. And and then all of a sudden you hit me with routine and Proverbs and you know, what you're doing to meditate. I'm like, man, listeners, like, regardless (laughs) of what you're doing guys out there, like just listening, it doesn't matter but it's the act of what you do that puts you in a state to go out and freaking dominate the day. Right. To, yes. Just to pursue excellence. Don't be perfect. No one's asking for perfection. Go pursue excellence in what yes. you're doing. And if that's what gets you there, man, if it's going <laughs> neck deep in uh, an ice bath, Hey, like go to the gas station, y'all get, get your four or five bags. of Yeah. Ice people go, well,
1: I don't have ice. I go, you know, okay. It's going to cost you like, you know, $6 to get two 20 pound <laughs> bags of ice, fill oh up your God. bathtub, and lay there, and and I'm telling you, man, there is something about doing what is seemingly the most discomforting thing of the day right at the beginning, because yeah. after that, you go, ah, this is going to suck to have to call this person have this hard conversation. Not going to suck as bad as getting no, that water this not morning. Not this morning.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I already did bad.
1: that, and it turned out pretty good, and I actually got better from it, so I go, okay, this hard conversation is just fear-based. Yeah my procrastination is fear-based because I'm afraid to get into this conversation. Let me take a deep breath, go back to everything is okay. You're going to be fine. Start dialing. And then you go, hi, here's what we're dealing with. Here's what we're not. And that just helps me keep the ball rolling down the field. Otherwise it's very easy to slam the brakes and, and do the procrastination thing or, you know, and I'm sure all of us deal with it. Right.
0: Oh yeah, man. That's, that's a normal part. We, you know, you can avoid conflict very easily. You can yeah. right? find any type of excuse. That's uh, that is one of the, the human brain's best uh, you know, things that it has is, is ways to trick us out of that. And you know, and that's real even, but being a grown man, you have to, you have to walk right into that fire and you have yes. to go and attack it. Um, and and again, I think it. it goes back to your tribe comment. I keep going back to, cause it's so important that we're in this together. Like, yes. and I'm, i need you guys. Like we're going into it. I'm not avoiding it. I'm not doing it. I mean, Bert, this is, this has been gold, man. I'm, I want the, I want the listeners. One last thing, top three, uh, weight room projects for you. What, what have they been over the um, years? You got, do you got like a top one, two or three or anything like yeah. that? I'm putting you on, I'm putting you on front okay. street there, but, but yeah. And I, I will
1: hope hopefully I won't piss off any of my people. Well, they're um, just going to
0: have to get a new weight room then and make no, the to make it a top three. I'll, right? I'll, I'll t-
1: tell you the reasons why. And okay. you know, I went to the University of South Carolina, but probably not. I don't think that is one of them, strangely. Okay. One, one of my favorites was Duke University football because that was the first, that was 2001. That was the first job that my dad ever trusted me with. Not only the sales wow. visits, the design, and there was like innovative new things that there was auto spot power racks back then in 2001 okay that i designed and that would no one had never been done before like i handled it from the top to bottom and dad knew like it was a risk. you know i'm gonna let bert do this this is him cutting his teeth he could lose this job he could screw it up but i'm gonna stay out of it only do wow. an advisory role so that that went well that's cool, that man. was a big like okay you can do this that's cool um Fast forward 2011-ish, Penn State football. Um, Okay, wow. Paw had just passed. Okay. And uh, as everyone remembers, it was shambles. The program was in shambles. The kids were in shambles. The town was in shambles. You know, the whole deal with all that stuff was just super embarrassing for everyone, you know what that basically one person decided to do something horrible and, and literally almost yeah. crushed an entire community. Right. Um, with
0: rich and, tradition and yeah everything. Yeah. Yeah. So much.
1: And then Craig Fitzgerald came in there and, uh, he called, he's like, Bert, you got to get up here. We got to rebuild this thing. And so he was, he and, and O'Brien and a few others were those guys that were like, I'm not worrying about what happened here yesterday, much less years ago. We are going to we're going to turn this thing around and we're going to build some some fire into this thing again. And um, that weight room was—I mean—they talk about it in Sports Illustrated, all these sports center like like that was the key thing that turned the program around and got them refocused. That rebuilt the athletic department. That in a in a way kept Penn State healthy. And then you know, so for me to see those kids that were coming through there, that were just mentally shot and just crapped on all over the world. And for those guys that had something they were proud in and it started rebuilding the culture. To me, that's that's probably my favorite one just because of what it meant. Right. You know, what it meant to those kids. Like that was we were able to build tools for those guys that changed their lives and in many times saved their lives. Probably my favorite one. Um, and I told Fitz, I said, you know, they're going to write like a Remember the Titans type <laughs> Disney movie off of this one day. You know, it just yeah, the things that I saw there. <clears throat> And after that, like uh, you know, some of the military installations. Like, oh yeah. Like maybe the the tap C the. Those uh, have been sweet, you know, man. I've seen a couple of those. Performance center. Yeah. Because you look at something like that. That was, that was the first of its kind. That was a like a high level performance center in a regular army. And so what I saw that is it's a changing of the times. It's making. Absolutely. Our country stronger. It's making our soldiers more resilient, and it's not. They're not guessing at it. There's some real science behind it. So those are three that aren't as obvious as like you know, my alma mater or something.
0: Oh, sure, but you know what? Didn't they? I, I believe right in line with that um, was also when the army changed their cadet fitness test too, right? Like that was the all. ACFT. Yeah, it was all a part of that. So all they're, a part of that. All of the assessments we were heavily involved in that one as well. Yeah, man, and I think I think that that's awesome. And again, it, we have the best army in the world. It's there's no there's no argument whatsoever but you think about some of the very old outdated things that were still going on Mm -hmm. as in like hey just do pull-ups sit-ups run your mile and a half Right, things like that. Because guess what? Push-ups, when we yeah. were in the Second World War, we needed anyone that was capable of doing that. Right? It just hey, yeah. like like we need you. Can you shoot a gun? Great. Okay. Can you do push-ups, sit-ups, and run your half mile? And okay, right? Let, let's go. I mean, heck, they weren't even checking burst fatigue. People are lying about. It. Just yeah. a different time, and that's beautiful. The lineage is beautiful. That, but in today's age with technology, the type of people, the type of warfare, all that. And again, this isn't. I'm like I'm not some expert in this, but just knowing the basics from reading it. Man, this was much needed. And you guys played a part in that. that that's that got to be a feather in the cap, man, for yeah. for the brand itself, for your father, for everyone a part of Sornex. I can't imagine that feeling, man. Passion it's and purpose, feeling. Mate, boom, yeah, right yeah,
1: there. Exactly. And that's where I like the stuff that we – our our work had an effect on Target. And the, the effect – the target being in the world – and there's just the world. Like if we're able to do things that help people – in whatever way, and the, the more effective that is, those are the, those are the ones that we that stick out in our minds. It wasn't, you know, so-and-so won the world championships. We're like, that's all cool. That's great. I mean, they're, that's what they're there to do, you know, but the ones that, that,
0: that click the time stamp of what our industry does, those are the ones I'm pretty proud of. Man, I am into that, brother. Brother, man, I appreciate your time. Bert, Thank this you. has been awesome. Uh, we could keep going. Sure. We're not going to. We're <laughs> going to be respectful. Got to move on. I got I, you. Probably heard it. The doors to the weight room are open yeah, closed yeah, and closing. I got you, busy man. I got hungry kids coming in that are. Uh, we we have Sornex equipment in here for the listeners out there. Got two custom racks. Hopefully, getting a third. We have a bunch of center mass bells. Um, on that note, for that plug, though, Bert, what's the best way, if someone to reach out to you, are you available? Is, is there a way that people yeah, can get a they hold get of you? you can
1: hit me on. Uh, usually, I try to get back with my DMs a good bit on Instagram. Okay. Uh, also, info at Sorenx.com. Push something over to me. Um, so, yeah, Bert Soren on Instagram. Facebook, I'm on. I try to be on a little bit less. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sorenx, Sorenx.com. Sorenx.com. IG, so- yep. Sorenx, uh um outdoors outdoors as well right over <laughs> there's
0: so a lot he, of ways to get a hold of you can't mattress. find i don't know you're not looking very please, not Listeners, please be resourceful find a way to be resourceful <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of ways to find this guy or at least yeah. reach out but and and to be honest it's um people that have a willing heart and a servant leader's mind which that's bert i reached out to bert i know of bert he knows of me Mm -hmm. Um, through social media, through a few conferences. But Bert and I are not, uh, I I would say acquaintances at at most right now. Hopefully this friendship builds and continues on. And just like all the other people, I mean, this guy's doing installs for Joe Rogan and an unbelievable space with their Apex Rack system. And I could keep going, like, I I love Sorenex and what they're about, but the guy is a constant servant for others. And he took the time to get on here. And I'm grateful for that, man. So Thank you for everything, you. Bert. And best of luck, man. Keep grinding. SWAT's over. We're halfway through. We got to keep going. And I'm sure you will be on again as uh, as long thank as you're you, interested. Adam. But thanks. I really
1: appreciate doing. it, man. And send me some pictures of those big deer that you're. I really will. And sure.
0: I got to catch up to you, man. You've already filled two buck tags. do <laughs> you're, you're playing like, oh, yeah. like man. You've got two bucks on the radar already, <laughs> he bud.
1: Hey, kids, just, just don't sleep. Yeah, just hey, it's overrated. I'll <laughs> sleep in December.
0: <laughs> now my kids don't. I don't tell my kids that. Hey, eight to nine for us, we'll figure it out later. But yeah, Bert, thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate thank you, you. God bless you. Yes, sir. God bless you. Wow, I don't know about you guys, but listening to this episode, getting the opportunity to spend time with Bert, what a blessing. This is the type of guy that I wanna be surrounded by. This guy has been in the fire. As he says, you gotta live a strenuous life. You have to know that there's gonna be moments that you are gonna have to come together with people, family, community, whatever that is, and say, hey, we're gonna take this on together, but staying and living a strenuous life allows for constant growth. My buddy, Jeremy Boone said it best, be the best at getting better and you will always have a growth mindset, right? A level of conviction there, a level of courage that you have to have. Bert, you display that in so many different ways. I can't wait for people to start to check you out more and look into what you're doing at Um Hopefully this was a great reveal for the listeners out there to say, hey, there are a lot of people. You just got to go looking for them. You got to go find them. And and hopefully today you took something away from this. I know I did. Man, to have to come together with your father in a moment and continue the business for the lineage of your father that he started to work through that, to take care of that family member, member at the same time. Those are the types of things that grown men have to do. That's what we're called to do. And Bert, you, my friend, have been an absolute joy to be on. I'm so appreciative. Again, thank you guys for listening. This is Coach for Adam. And uh, I am excited to bring more stories to you that we can learn from, that you and I can step back and say, wow, I was able to get better from listening to this person. I was able to grow from these moments that someone else shared. And that's what we're doing at The Grown Man Project. Don't forget, we're here to inspire, equip, and commission. And if you feel led to do that, check us out, grownmanproject.com. Check out some of the other uh, podcasts that we have out. There are a multitude of guys on here with a wealth of knowledge and a heart to serve. And so this is the place for you if you're looking for that community and that connection. Godly men reaching their fullest potential, still trying to figure that out along the way. That's the beauty, that's the strenuous life, that's staying in the fire grown man project. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.